Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and today we are going to be talking about several different things, and we're actually going to have a special guest, as we mentioned in the previous podcast episode. We are going to be uh, looking at some of the new players that have come to our team since our last recording. We've also gotten a couple of new staff additions to the team. One of our uh, homegrown players is actually going to be moving on to the MLS and we also got announcements of the preseason friendlies, which we we're waiting for for a couple of weeks. So we are actually quite glad that we now know what the plan will be for February before our March 12th home opener, season opener game against El Paso. So let's get started with tonight's episode. So joining me today, my two usual co-hosts, Sharon and Jared. And of course, as always, first let's go to Sharon, who I got the chance to hang out with this past week, as you all may have seen with us modeling the new scarves. How's it going, Sharon? Hey, everything is good. It's been a it's been a good day. Um, it is a Sunday, and if anybody hasn't watched the television lately, um, 49ers did not advance in uh, as conference champs, so that's over. Super Bowl is decided, and if you didn't know that, by the time you listen to this podcast, you know, I think we'll probably, everybody's moved on with their lives. <laughs> um, at any rate, Jared, how are you? I'm doing good as well. It's definitely been an interesting day as far as uh, U.S. football goes. But, uh, you know, around here, we're a little bit more anxious for March uh, to, to get across, especially since uh, we've had at least one preseason match confirmed. But, uh, you know, we're going to dive into that and, and other related topics here. So let's get going. Awesome. Well, uh, before, uh, as usual, if you are not following us on our social media accounts, we are on all the major ones, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Find us at State Republic 12. Uh, go ahead and give us a follow. As I've mentioned in the past, we're going to be doing more live shows there. So you definitely want to make sure that you're following us so you find out when those get announced. Let's go ahead and start off our usual segment, everyone's favorite segment to listen to and for us to actually mention as well, Golazos of Gratitude. Uh, so Sharon... How about we get started with you? What, what are some of yours? So I, I, I'm probably going to steal a little bit of your thunder. Um, Glazo gratitude to Caroline at the team store. She totally got us all hooked up. Uh, she uh, pressed patches, a patch on a jacket that I've uh, been gifted uh, by Cappy. And then she took care of your USL. So she just, she just did so much when we went and visited her, visited the team store and Wendy made sure all of that was taken care of. And at the same time, also wanted to extend a golazo gratitude to Todd for, you know, <laughs> we kind of wandered pretty far back into the um, organization. We had our masks on, face masks on, but Todd was very gracious and uh, very welcoming for all of us. And we certainly appreciate that. And, and also on the training grounds stumbled onto some of our, our friends, Mark Briggs and Cappy and Alex and Betty. And it was really lovely to um, see them and just glosses of gratitude for how well we were received and how friendly everybody was towards us. Can't thank people enough for just, you know, being so warm and welcoming and accommodating. Well, my glasses of gratitude, uh, and once again, even though I'm not there in Sacramento, it's in in route to getting to Sacramento. I want to give a glasso to Southwest Airlines, who for possibly the first time in a couple of years, I was able to get a excellent airfare for flying back to Sacramento in late March. Just about 220 round trip, cheaper than American. So thank you. Thank you for having those sales uh, go on right right now. And also uh, a, a another glass of gratitude in the making. Uh, well, how can I put it this way? Uh, we may have a bit of surprise for the uh, March 27th match uh, because I've learned that that Connor may be down for a, a hot takes uh, competition, possibly in which I, I had just um, spoke with him about it by way of Twitter. So 
look for some fireworks uh, against Tulsa, more than likely before the match. So thank you. Uh, thank you, Connor, for being so gracious. And uh, we'll definitely get the milk ready. Yeah. And if anyone hasn't seen that video, uh, it just got posted on the Psych Republic social media page. You got to check it out. Uh, I know Connor mentioned it before when we interviewed him, but yeah, yeah, those those sauces are pretty spicy and he wasn't going to drink the milk, but you kind of have to drink the milk when you take that. So, yeah, be on the lookout on our socials, by the way, because when that happens, I'm actually going to be there recording it. I'm in the prize of obtaining a GoPro, which I'll be using if that does happen at the tailgate. We're going to be recording that so y'all can can see how that goes and and see who who takes the most. I feel like Jared Jared could probably take a lot of spicy salsa. I think if, if he started <laughs> it, it's because he could take it. Well, I'll put it this way. When we op- when they opened up the Halal Guys, which is a chain of uh, pita uh, restaurants, they opened one here in Avondale a few years ago, and they had a hot sauce packet challenge. And their hot sauce definitely has kicked to it. It was between me and only one other person. By the time it got to the sixth packet, they just decided, you know what? No, we're not doing any more. You both have won the prize. And I ended up winning uh, tickets to the uh, Renfest out in out past Mesa. So I've definitely got some experience on my side. <laughs> well, you better keep keep working on it, man. You got to keep up. You know, you, you got to set that bar. Keep working on it. You know, I, I don't know how much it tears up your innards, but dude, you got to do like a sauce packet a day. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I've got the packets and the antacids with the having a Walgreens uh, 20 minutes walk from my house, you know, it's, it's doable. Well, cool. hey, yeah, you're going to be representing state of the Republic. So we're, we're rooting for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what are yeah, your clauses my... of gratitude, Luis? I was curious about that. Cause I kind of semi stole <laughs> your thunder and then forgot to thank you and la la la. So what's uh, going on? Yeah, well, um, similar to what you were saying, right? Goals of gratitude to um, everyone at the team office, right? I mean, each and every one of them. Caroline, uh, Wendy, Connor, Todd. I mean, the the list goes on, right? Everyone who was there, even people that we don't even know personally, right? They were still saying hi to us, super friendly. Always really awesome when when you go anywhere and and people are are friendly with you. So um, there's that. And also, I think uh, another colossal gratitude to all the people who have expressed an interest in getting one of our scarves, which we have quite a list of people that have. And I've been starting to separate some of the scarves that I have here. And I know Sharon now has uh, some inventory herself. So um, we are doing that. We're putting like little sticky notes on, on the scarves so we can kind of have your scarf on the side. So, you know, you can have one which we'll probably give it to you uh, in March 5th or March 12th, one of those two dates, or even further on if we don't see you, one of those two. And uh, we do have a limited quantity, as we keep saying on each of the different posts that we do. And uh, we might be starting to run short. So if you are interested in one, just shoot us a message like ASAP so we can actually hold it on the side for you. Because if you wait a couple of weeks, we might not have any more. And so... There's so that. this is funny. The the running short because uh, Lu- Luis has friends, and then we gifted a few of the scars to some of the folks at Sac Republic. <laughs> so so the running short thing is a, is a real deal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> there's that. But <laughs> we might be ordering more, and so it might not just be this amount. Um, but you know, we're, we'll talk more about that once we run out of the scarves and once we see how much more interest we have, because we do need to order a minimum quantity when we do the order. So we can't just order like 10 or 15, sadly, but we'll see. We might, we might get a chance to do that now after this first order. And then another one actually goes out to you, Sharon, for spending the day with me on Friday and for taking those pictures, which now we have them all across our social media. And I had a blast being able to finally take some pictures at Tower Bridge, which was on my bucket list. So I'm really glad that I now have those and I got to change my profile picture, which I hadn't changed in who knows how many months. So great stuff and cool picture angles too, by the way, it was really great. (laughs) 
Yeah, but everybody's job out there in photography land, your jobs are secure. <laughs> so don't even think about it. But thank you, Louise. It was really sweet of you. It actually was quite a day. There was a lot that we did, you know, between visiting people and, and getting things taken care of and seeing the training grounds and seeing the Tower Bridge and having you get your photo taken at Tower Bridge and then listening to me reminisce about all the different parties I've hosted under the bridge <laughs> um, whenever. So yeah. Okay. We won't even go there. So anyhow, so Jared, when you're staying at the, um, you know, for the game coming up on your birthday, if you happen to stay where we have talked about, um, maybe I'll have to have, I'll do a party <laughs> under the bridge. I'll treat you. Yeah, um, that, that could work. <laughs> it's so silly. I mean, poor Luis. <laughs> he was listening to, he was listening to all these stories. And I think all he wanted to do is let's get these photos and let's get gone. Oh, and then I lost my face mask. It was a really nice oh. one. Too. <sighs> it was a nice one. It was sitting up on the railing. I was taking the pictures and, you know, everything was just kind of perched. <laughs> the next thing I know, it was like, it went down to the very bottom. Uh, and you uh. can't get it fell. So if there's ever a fl- another high water, my, my mask is going to go down to hopefully nobody will eat it. No critters will eat it, but yeah, I felt so horrible. And I can't, you can't get there. You can't get down there to go get it. So it's gone forever. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone goes by and you see a blue mask, that was Sharon's mask. It was a oh. really nice one too. It was handmade. It's perfect. Had the nose wire in there. Anyhow, but at the end of the day, we had a great day. Um, yep, I have a bunch of scarves. Anybody wants one, you can get in touch with Luis or I, and we'll coordinate. He and I will coordinate on, on making sure you get a scarf. Yep, awesome. Well, let's go ahead and move on to some new player news. Uh, since our last recording, we actually got two more signings, and uh, one of the first signings that we actually got was player from uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo. His name is uh, Ferretti Souza. He comes to us from Union Omaha. He was there for the past year. Previous to that, he was with the Lights, and then he kind of went back and forth between the Atlanta Silverbacks, the Wilmington Hammerheads, and so on. Um, He is 31 years old, so at this point, he's more of a veteran, and he does play the midfielder fullback position. Five foot seven inch, so and Sharon scale, short guy. <laughs> um, so what are your guys' thoughts on, on Freddie? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sharon scale. Anybody who's shorter than me is short and I'm five, nine. So, um, I've never heard of this person. So I, it's a blind, uh, you wonder sometimes bringing a older veteran person in to the squad, um, what is the what's the role that that person is going to play and jared i'm curious to hear what you have to say well from so many information and background that i found out about susa he was uh definitely a helping role for um union omaha to win the championship uh last year so that definitely ups the prospects but uh, i would like to see some more uh, highlights and more details uh because he's he's coming up to, to the osl championship and to one of the powerhouse clubs uh, of the Western Conference. So he's definitely got to uh, up his game. And this is a great opportunity to do just that. So let's see, let's see what the year holds for him. You know what, what I do know from what we can see on his Wikipedia page is that you know, in the past uh, two years, he actually played 40 games, scored two goals. And so that's pretty decent, right? I mean, I'm sure that's most of both seasons. So Contrary to what we've been seeing with other players, uh, this guy actually comes to us with really good playing time. So I think a good applause to the team for for getting as a player who's been pretty active. And as Jared said, he was instrumental in in Union Omaha's uh, good season last year too. So great stuff there. And other player that we recently just signed, and this is one guy that I remember seeing him last season and I thought, hey, if we get a chance to sign him, it'd be really great because he's a good goal scorer. And that is uh, Douglas Martinez Jr. from uh, Honduras. He comes to us uh, from uh, being with the Real Monarchs. Uh, He was also with the Loyo last season. Uh, And briefly, he also played with the Real Salt Lake. Previous to that, he was with the New York Red Bulls too. And then uh, he spent about six years with... uh, 
a club from his native country called Vida. He's also played with different uh, underage uh, groups uh, of categories in Honduras between uh, under 20s to under 23s. And then also a couple of games with uh, the senior squad uh, since 2019 as well. He is 24 years old and he is a striker. Definitely tall guy and definitely one that is going to be dangerous up front. If y'all haven't seen uh, some of his highlights, especially with Real Monarchs, where he scored 19 goals in 32 games, go check him out because this guy is the real deal. So what do you guys think? So I think he's one of those sneaky striker, you know, power through kind of guys. I'm I'm looking forward to watching his game. I think he's going to give some of our other strikers and um, attacking midfielders a run for their money for the spot, you know, the starting spot. And it's always good to have that kind of competition. So looking forward to it. And, you know, I'm I, I like his size. Number one. Um, we'll see, we'll see how that all plays out. We have another player also, um, on the squad who is a little taller, who's also a striker or an attacking mid. So we'll, we'll see how size, uh, you know, height works out for us in this upcoming season. I like his stats. Um, I know Luis, you were excited and that you had wished we had been, um, we had scouted him sooner or that, you know, that there was an opportunity to have it announced a little bit sooner. You were curious about him a while ago from what I remember. This is looking to be a, a great um, addition so far, uh, given the fact that he's got a varied background with both uh, Real Monarchs and Real Salt Lake. Uh, of course, remembering 2019, that was when uh, Real Monarchs had take, uh, taken the USL Cup back to the Western Conference. Uh, he, and I believe he worked at the same time with Mark Briggs because uh, Mark was coach for the uh, the Monarchs back then at that time, wasn't he? Yes. All right. So, I mean, this is another good pick. Uh, definitely a promising prospect. Uh, let's, let's see what uh, Douglas can do for us, uh, especially with getting back that chemistry again. Yeah, and I think the great thing is that not only did he have a lot of playing time uh, over the past couple of years, right, but he, he's also got some MLS experience and add to that international experience, right, from 2016 to uh, – to today, right? He's played for his national team. And so all that is really awesome. And at 24 years old, I mean, this guy's got a lot of playing time remaining, right? So I'm glad we're not getting a veteran striker, but we're getting a guy who could, you know, uh, potentially be one of the top players in a couple of years for the Republic and one that we could really remember for, for a long time. He could be in the history books if all, all goes great uh, with him too. So really excited uh, to see how he does with us uh, this season. And so I'm glad that we're getting more forwards, right? We're getting more strikers because we need to make sure we're good up front and not have to uh, adapt a midfielder to play as a forward or just do any of that because you want to make sure that you get the guys who play in their position and that's all they do, right? No experimenting as was the case, I think, in other years where you had some guys that, you know, were playing up front that normally don't always play the striker role. So so those are the two new players. We might be getting more, but I think at this point, we might be good already considering that training does start um, next week. So we will keep our eyes out on more new players. But And when you yeah. say next week, it's actually this week. Uh, yeah, at this point, yeah, that's true. Now it's this, <laughs> now it's this week. And um, so it, it's that time it's preseason time. And then we're really excited about that. But in addition to the new players, we also got new additions to the staff. And these were uh, some positions that we were hoping would get filled up pretty soon because we were looking for someone uh, first for a goalkeeper coach. We got Ross Kane. And then for assistant coach, we got Danny Diccio. So what are you guys' thoughts on, on these two guys uh, joining us for, these roles. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, you know, given their experience uh, prior uh, it'll be real interesting to see how they blend with us. Um, it was an a, amazing and a tough and a tough search. I'm sure to bring in a couple of those and happy for Matt who um, is taking on a different job, but it looks like we've got some solid coaching staff with us now um, with Kane as a goalkeeper coach. Um and then with Dicio 
I mean, he was an assistant coach for Toronto FC, the second team there. So it'll, it'll be interesting, you know, since the two teams are restructured now in MLS and he was available. So he's now ours. So we'll see what, we'll see what shakes. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely have to keep an eye out on, on these two as well. I mean, given Danny's a history with Toronto FC too, we, we know with the whole recent restructuring uh, with some of these uh, MLS two teams, Toronto two has kind of fell on the wayside, but uh, hopefully things will pick up for them. But uh, you know, that Toronto's loss is going to be our gain. And then also m- mentioning Ross, uh, given the fact that he's uh, coached the uh, USL league twos side, um, for Chicago FC United, this will definitely be an upgrade for him, and hopefully we can uh, gain uh, gain from his uh, previous history. So, I know our goalkeeping is, is always looking to improve in one way or another, and hopefully this will get us up to that uh, five tier. You know, considering that um, Dicio came from Toronto FC two, I wonder if uh, you know Jeremy Hall had anything to do with it too, knowing that Jeremy is involved with. Uh, those uh, Toronto um, groups as well. I wonder if there was anything there. Hmm. That remains to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see if maybe that, there was something there too. But um, did you also, um, he, he, you know, but before he was coaching, I thought it was kind of interesting too. So he had a playing career and um, he's from England, but he also played in other countries like Ireland, Italy. And then at one point, he even played with Toronto FC as well and MLS. So interesting. I mean, he definitely has a lot of uh, experience there. So really excited to see all the different knowledge that he'll bring in his role as assistant coach with the team, too. All right. So as, as we mentioned before, um, we're going to be starting training this Tuesday Starting off the month, February 1st, uh, right off with uh, our uh, preseason training. And with that, we also got a couple of friendlies that were announced. Uh, unfortunately, most of them are closed door, as, as was the case uh, in past season. But we do have one that will be open door. But before we get to that one, we are actually going to be traveling over to Palm Desert, where we're going to have a couple of closed door scrimmages, one of them being against the lights. Um, and then any uh, additional ones remain to be announced, but they, they might not be announced to, to the public per se, but they're still kind of working out the details on who will actually be uh, the rivals that will be playing in addition to the lights over there. But when we come back, we're going to be actually um, playing against uh, San Jose and Central Valley Fuego in two closed door friendlies. Uh, and then we're going to have our open door friendly a week before the home opener on March 5th versus uh, Monterey at Hartwell Park. Um, very first matchup against them in the history of both squads. Um, and then if anyone is a member, the team will have the meet the team event happening right after the game. So right off the top, the team is actually providing uh, good benefits to all members as the first friendly game. So, you know, hats off to the team for, for doing that this season for members. So, what are you guys' thoughts on, on the friendlies, on the traveling to Palm Desert, and, and the open-door friendly? You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I always, you know, preseason is more fun for the guys almost. You know, we, we want to get a peek at what's going on. And, of course, we'd love to go to some of these, um, you know, friendlies if they're open-door. And we'll get to go to a friendly in March. But at the end of the day, we've talked last time about, you know, when they go away to training camp and they have bonding experiences and they get to play a couple of scrimmages. Great. Good for them. I hope it's fun. I hope we see some good social media posts of this sort of stuff because, you know, there's no recording of it and we won't be able to see what happens. And we might find out the score afterwards, but not that that's important. We just want to know. We want to see what the guys look like when they're playing, but we won't. We won't be able to do that until officially March 5th. But then there may be an opportunity. They may actually open up, you know, one of the scrimmages, um, you know, the friendlies, they may open it up and may be able to see them sooner. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm just March 5th is a like barely a month away, right? February is a short month. Is it leap year this year? Anyhow, it doesn't matter. Um, so nope. it'll, it'll be here before we know it. Yeah. Uh, this year that to my knowledge is not a leap year. So it's just going to be oh. a straight 28 days. Is um, it? Are you sure it's not? 
Next one's going to be 2024. Oh, okay. So we recently had a leap year. Okay. Yeah. 2020. Okay. But as far as these uh, preseason matches, I mean, the the fact that some of them are closed or it's, yeah, it's going to suck not being able to hear a whole lot of of what went on, how the, the team fared, barely be lucky to get a score. When we just want to get at least a a little bit of a bit of an appetizer of the season. I mean, we're feeling like Pokemon. Boy, uh, old glory, old glory, red. We want to get a Pikachu before before <laughs> the season starts. So let let us see the matches. But at least there is the March fifth match against Monterey. First time ever, both teams will be seeing each other at all let alone regular season but that's going to be a great preview uh, with uh, the, the full roster running everyone through their paces and of course the indomitable members being able to uh, meet with the team so that's definitely a perk i'm glad they're doing something for for the members that are you know paying their harder money for those season tickets at um it'll be great once again playing against las vegas lights you know they've Hopefully have improved over the last year. That's yet to be seen, but we'll, we'll be first to, to somewhat hear about that. And then of course, taking on the old reliables, the, uh, the earthquakes all uh, always going to be a, a challenge playing against them. But uh, like Sharon said, uh, February is going to be a short month. And then before we know it, March 5th will be on our doorstep. Yeah, before we know it, season's going to go on and uh, we're going to be back with another season in which we were hopeful it'll be much different than last season, right? I mean, there's there's been a lot of changes and and that is the hope for, for everyone that we, we see a completely different season and we actually make a run for the title this season because I think we have, we have the squad now and uh, it's looking more and more that we're complete. Uh, you know, and and I feel like we're complete at this point. But I'll welcome any new players that we get if uh, we still decide to to sign anyone during preseason or even right at the start of the season. Uh, it'll all be great. And as we've seen in the past week, uh, we can no longer rely on 10 a.m. Pacific as being the usual Twitter bomb uh, appointment time. So now <laughs> right? it's really up in the air. Oh yeah, yeah. They 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 cut up to you, Jared. I know you, you had mentioned out there. They were like, "All oh, right, wait, wait, wait." They're catching up to us. We're just gonna just uh, release news random. at other times. Yeah, they're it like turned nope. into random. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, speaking of that, actually, we recently actually just got uh, news that one of our academy players, uh, also a guy that you all know that we saw in the past two seasons, Hayden Sargis, is moving on. To DC United, and as, as we all saw read the video with the team and uh, Hayden's letter and whatnot, so huge congratulations to him for um, you know making it to the MLS now and starting hopefully a long career there. And uh, you know who knows even national team right because now you're at a, a bigger scale there with the MLS. But what do you guys think? Oh, I think, you know, I think Hayden's going to be in his element. You know, I th- I think this is the, the, I had said Hayden would be a guy that would be jonesing to play in Europe or move on up to, you know, MLS. I think it was more, I, I thought he would be more of a guy that would be recruited into European leagues. So to have him get scouted and move to DC United, you wonder, I always wonder you know, we have Drew Scundrich over there. You know, did Drew play a role in, you know, confirming to uh, the club that Hayden is the real deal and has good potential to evolve? And who knows? I just I was really happy to hear that for Hayden. I think it's just a wonderful it's a it's a wonderful opportunity. And I hope he makes the best of it. Now, I will be the first to admit that I have been a little down on, on Hayden over the past couple of years, mentioning about the, the whole sleepwalking thing. But I'm glad he's been able to improve his game to the point where, where now he's playing with the big leagues, playing over in D.C. with Drew. So I just know those two are going to be a great tandem together, uh, playing out in the beltway. I, I'm curious to see how that fares out. Uh, now D.C. is going to be a great contender with, with both Hayden and and drew so let's keep our eyes out east for that yeah we're definitely going to keep a close eye on dc united this season and 
Hopefully he gets some playing time. And uh, if not, I think we might be seeing him with Ludon United, uh, which I think one of the interesting things is that Ludon is going to be making a trip down to Sacramento, right? As part of some of the Eastern Conference teams that will be uh, traveling to Sacramento. So how interesting would it be to see him back at Hargill Park this season, but with another team, right? Add that to the list of uh, former team members playing against us, right? <laughs> well, this will be the last opportunity for that to happen because Loudon is actually going to be uh, moving to MLS Next Pro next year. So this is going to be a one and done for, for Loudon uh, coming to Sacramento uh, until, unless they allow MLS Next Pro teams to play against USL teams. But we'll see. Yeah, that is going to be really interesting. So um, we'll, we'll find out, but we'll definitely be keeping a close eye on, on what happens there. All right. Well, uh, as promised at the beginning of this episode and at the end of the last, uh, we do have a special guest tonight joining us uh, to give us a quick update on his move to Central Valley Fuego. And that is everyone's favorite podcast magic, Billion Vijev. So Sharon, would you do the honors of introducing our special guest tonight? Tonight's guest is William Bijev. We're going to hear from him, a few words from him. He has come back to California. Our California boy is back in Fresno. He's going to be with the Central Valley Fuego. I'm sure he's going to be their marquee player. Villian, how's it going? What are your plans? What's the goals? You are the man they're hanging the hat on. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? Happy to be back on with you guys. Super happy to be back in California um, and even more so back home in Fresno. Um, I'm just really excited. It's a very great opportunity to be home, to be able to play in front of friends and family. Getting to talk to Cam a little bit um, was a little bit of the inspiration, but getting to talk to Cam and then him retiring this last year, having the privilege to be a little bit a part of his retirement as well. Um, and getting to hear from him about playing in front of his um, home fans and his friends and his family all these years has been super amazing. So um, kind of learning from his experience. And then as well, I always think like to reference it back, for example, to SAC, if, if a player had a chance to be with the Republic from the first year, like so many players have, would they take that opportunity? And I definitely would have loved to have been there from the beginning. And I saw this as a chance to be there from the beginning with a club that means a lot to me more than, um, you know, any other club I've played for in the sense that it's, it's the only team that will be my hometown team where I grew up, my family, my friends, all that kind of stuff. So just super excited to get going, do my part um, however I can. And as a player, just continue to, work hard every day and try to improve. Um, I've improved so much through my journey, just psychologically. And then now I feel super, super good psychologically, um, physically. I think I'm kind of in the prime of my physical peak. So I'm super excited to incorporate that as well. And again, the goal is going to be to win a championship. So, so we know that uh, OKC went on a hiatus, right? And all that. So curious to know like when did you find out about that and if they wouldn't have gone in a hiatus would you still play with them one more season or was it always the plan to come back home um so i knew about the fresno project before i had even gone to okc i knew they didn't have a team yet or anything so there was nothing in place but i knew about the project so it always been in the back of my mind um finding out about the okc hiatus obviously kind of eliminated that even as an option. I'm not sure if I would have stayed there um, again, even if they hadn't gone on hiatus. Uh, just playing on the turf is a little bit tough. It's hard on the body as well. And it's a small pitch, um, not really conducive to my style of play either. Uh, you know, I'm not so much of a bang and run and fight type of player. I'm more you know, tactical and get in good positions and have a nice pitch where I can take a clean touch and, you know, distribute the ball well and take somebody on one V one. Whereas having that home pitch as the, you know, kind of padded down turf, uh, it wasn't very ideal and didn't really draw me to want to stay there to play another season there. Um, but then having to go into the off season, talking to several teams um, and Fresno convinced me to come home and they were very persuasive and, you know, put everything out in front of me. I 
compared it to other options that I had. And um, I think for me and for Lainey as well, and for my family, it was kind of the best option at the time. So I'm glad you brought up Lainey, your fiance. Um, has she finished what she was work- doing when she was in Oklahoma and um, now moved back? I kind of think she has, but I wanted to just double check because these are important features of player decisions. You know, when, when you have a fiance, when you have a partner in life, it all has to work out for everybody. Yeah, no, it's definitely important. Um, so she had a job there working at a middle school. And I think my season ended early October, maybe first week of October, but we ended up staying in Oklahoma until December 16th or 17th. And the reason we stayed was so she could finish out the school year with her students um, because that's what she wanted to do. Uh, Usually when I'm done with the season, I'll head home pretty much right as the season ended. Uh, Aside from when I was in Sacramento, I stayed there during the off season. It was just a really cool place to be. And I was close enough to home that I could come visit. Whereas Oklahoma is just far enough away, I wasn't able to just hop over with a two and a half hour drive to come home. But Lainey really wanted to stay and finish out the school year with her students. So we decided to stay there an extra two months after the season ended. And then once her semester ended in the middle school, we packed everything up and then drove from Oklahoma City to Fresno. Perfect. So Central Valley Fuego has like this really dynamic core group of um, ownership, you know, that whole thing. And they just announced <laughs> Milton Blanco as what is it? The first or second assistant coach. I forget what his title is. Is it first? First assistant coach is what they announced it as. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy never stopped smiling. So I have a funny feeling you guys are going to have a really good time with him there, but you got, it's, it's an interesting dynamic for Central Valley Fuego. It feels um, long rooted. Uh, Luis and Jared interviewed um, the GM um, not too long ago, and it was it was an interesting conversation. You know, finding out all the details of the creation of that of that you know the whole team. Yeah, I think the whole aura of it is they want it to be like a home, a local thing. They're trying to show that you know the Central Valley has a lot of talent. And they want to put that out. They want to showcase that. And I think another one of the players they signed, Nathan, I mean, I played with him in the center midfield when we were 15 years old, I think, uh, playing Odyssey Academy. And now getting to kind of, we've all gone on our own separate journeys and now getting to come back together at our hometown and get to play together again is super exciting. Um, And yeah, they're trying to keep it, I think, Local, there's going to be, a, you know, players from everywhere, just like any pro team, but their big goal is to keep it local and show that, hey, there's a lot of talent here, especially since we're playing in League One. I think the talent here is more than enough to to fight for a championship in this league. So your season doesn't start till May, is that correct? Your, your season uh, starts in April. April, okay. Are there any, because not being real super familiar with league one, except for, you know, knowing that some of our guys are there and, you know, and some up and comers are are also playing in league one. Are there any restrictions with respect to, um, um, you know, college players, that sort of a thing. Cause I know league two is real popular for, you know, the college players cause it's more of an amateur thing, but this is that bridging league, correct? Tell me a little bit about that. Um, as far as like the rules regarding college players, I'm not sure how that would work. I think just like USL championship, you can sign what they call academy contracts. Yeah. So that keeps a player's eligibility as far as I know for college, but then they're allowed to play and not have officially signed a pro contract. Um, so as far as that goes, I think that's still all good in terms of if like the rules regarding college players in USL league one, I'm not too familiar with them. (laughs) You know, you're going to be a heck of a mentor for a lot of the players that are coming on. You are the, you're seasoned, you are the veteran and you are the marquee, one of the marquee players. I mean, they're using, they used your silhouette (laughs) to tease the announcement, you know, of, of, of signings. And so that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. My role is going to be 
to be myself. I think that's what I'm excited <laughs> about. Just to be myself, lead by example. I'm not a big uh, yell in the huddle or big hoorah guy, but when it comes to training, I'm going to be more competitive than anybody else. And I'm going to try my best to to win every small sided game in training to <laughs> be the best in every training and all that stuff. And I hope that'll elevate the younger guy, the younger guys uh, play as well as just their mentality to see like, Oh, that's how we need to play. If we want this team to be successful. That's so brilliant. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's really great that, you know, you're, you're going back home and like you said, you're trying to do something similar to what Cameron did with Sacramento and, with the new team, you know, being able to help build it up. And I know when we interviewed Chris, he said that, you know, they're, they're really ambitious, right? They have a lot of uh, goals in the future and, you know, even potentially getting to the championship as well with this team and helping it just keep on growing from there and and all that. And I think it's great that you're going to be there to help them get started with that and, and be able to, you know, uh, build it up because the, there's a lot of support in the Central Valley, as, as we all know, right? And and the Fuego certainly have a lot of history uh, that that they can talk about. So I'm glad that you guys got a team there again. Yeah, no, I'm thrilled. Central Valley, a lot of a lot of fans, a lot of people in the area as well. And I don't see why someday in the future it doesn't have to be you know next year and two years or three years. It can be farther down the line, but I don't see why there wouldn't be even an MLS team here one day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll probably be retired by then, but you know, it's right in between your galaxy, your earthquakes, and then California is so big and it's just expanding even more. So I think the Valley would be a pretty cool place to have another MLS team in California. Especially in Fresno, right? Because I think out of all the cities around here, I mean, that's, that's the main one, right? You got Fresno State, you got like other things around the area that it just makes sense that that would be the the place to do it too. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. As long as there's space and they're able to, you know, build a stadium and make it a whole thing. I think as far as from a fan point of view and a city point of view, um, I think it would make sense. Well, very good. We know you need to be leaving here soon. Um, we've got like one minute left of you unless you can stretch it out, but is there anything you want to say? Shout out to your old Sacramento friends. Uh, no, I just wish everybody the best of luck. I mean, all my Sacramento friends are pretty much no longer on the team. Um, it's a new team pretty much compared to when I was there and I was only there two years ago now, or only one season's passed since I was there. Um, so to the all the guys I played with, obviously the best of luck to them. I'm still waiting and watching to see where a lot of them are going to sign. I saw Shannon ended up in San Antonio, and then now I'm just waiting to see where where the rest of the guys sign. And definitely going to support all of them, and obviously support Sac Republic. Wish them all the best, and they're putting together a really strong team. And I hope that they can win the championship again with the team they have. I, I think they should be able to. Awesome. Well, yeah, once again, Billion, uh, thank you so much for uh, being on here. And we're definitely going to have you periodically throughout the season just to hear an update on how you guys are doing and how things are looking like and all that. So, yeah, no, I'd love to to hop on. Obviously, I need to as soon as jerseys are released, I'm going to get you guys the next BGF jersey, (laughs) the Central Valley Fuego BGF jersey. We know we scrimmage you guys. Um, they haven't decided if it's open door, closed door or any of that. So, um, if it ever, if it becomes an open door scrimmage with CV Fuego, you know, darn well, there's going to be people coming. I do know that Luis, oh gosh, you guys are going to be doing a scrimmage. And I think Luis is going to try to go who, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm mixing up my scrimmage. Oh no, that's, that's academic against Oakland next Saturday. Yeah. But I know if CV Fuego has any other scrimmages, I know you're probably going to go. And I'm going to do my best to go down to Tucson in October when you guys play FC Tucson. I know it's on a Wednesday. So since my job is more than likely going to go remote, that'll open things up for me. But I'm hoping to make the two-hour trip down there. Wow, that would be awesome. That's not far at all. Two hours is makeable. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you know somebody, Jared, that might be able to score you a ticket. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, their their parent club is Phoenix Rising FC. And uh, some of y'all that have listened to the podcast over the past year or so uh, have known my stance with them. But uh, I'll, I'll start fresh with FC Tucson. No, I'm I'll saying, give you a Bill- ticket. You'll always I'm have a ticket. Billion, 
They always give yeah, the visitors yeah. a handful of tickets. So come on. I, I'd be able to get you a ticket for sure. <laughs> all, right, all right. Well, I'll, I'll have to sort something out. I know I can take Flixbus down there. So that'll be good. Woo! You'll have bring a fan. it, bring it. No, another <laughs> while we're on here, you mentioned shout outs, but uh, another game I'm looking is forward to is playing forward Madison. And I know Andrew signed out there. So, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm super, yes. super excited to get to see him again and play against him. So that's a game I'm looking forward to as well. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So get reunited with Andrew. You'll be reunited with a lot of people, I'm sure, over the over the year. You never know who you're going to bump into, Villian. You know, based on where people are going to get signed. But we'll see you soon. Yeah, definitely. And then seeing how my schedule goes, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to come up to catch a sack game too. As oh long as gosh, if we have like a weekend off or something, I mean, hopefully someone there will be able to get me a ticket. Well, if you happen to be free uh, around March 26, March well. March 27th, actually, but let us know. We, we've already uh, might have a uh, round of hot uh, hot ones with uh, Connor, possibly. Ooh. It's Jared's birthday, and we're celebrating in the parking lot as well as probably in the stadium. We hope Jared remembers his birthday. <laughs> March 27th. 27th. Is it so Sunday? I know our season wouldn't have started yet, so actually yeah. let me know. Message right. me about that, and let's Let's start talking about that because I think yeah. that sh- our first game isn't until first week of April. It's an away game, though, I think, like East Coast, uh, Greenville. It's in Greenville, uh, yeah. but in April. So, yeah, definitely message me. Okay. That could actually work out really, really well. Nice. Hey, let's, All right. let's get you up to a game. Let's get you in. You know darn well if you tell Todd you're coming, he'll just throw you in VIP. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm sure he'd hook it up, but I'd want to hang out with you guys too. Exactly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Hey, Watch the, the game the real way. Yeah. The real way. Yeah. <laughs> Bang the drum. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, we'll let you get get going to your other call, but thank you so much for being on. It's, it's always awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And then look forward to catching up with you guys next time. Thank you, Billy. So give her a big hug. I will for sure. Thank you, Sharon. Welcome back and thank you. Thanks, Jared. Thank you. Awesome. See you guys. See you, Luis. See you. Bye. 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 Thank you so much again uh, to Billion for joining us here. We really appreciate it. So really excited to see him this season, right? It looks like April is when they start, but we won't see any home games until May, June timeframe in Fresno. So if anyone listening out there is planning on going, Let's all go. I mean, if y'all want to go different games, we could do that, right? But let's be out there and, and let's, let's show our support to that new team and, and to our, our good old favorite, Billion Vishev. So what are you guys' thoughts on, on what he said? It was great catching up with him, you know, even if it was a, a little bit short. And, yeah, it'll be fun to go check him out, you know, watch him play a match. And hopefully they may have an open door with CV Fuego and, and Sac Republic. We could see him live and in person playing our guys. But yeah, it was oh. good. It was good hearing from him. Open cup might be an open cup. We're hoping. <laughs> We're hoping it will be. I hope. I hope so. So everyone will see him in Sacramento. How great would that be? <laughs> Even if it was just ten or fifteen minutes, it's always great to to shoot the breeze, you know, with, with one of our favorite folks, you know, with, with our podcast magic. So here's to hopefully seeing him in Sacramento, and if anyone. It's either coming to or lives in Arizona or the Southwest that wants to head down in October down to Tucson to see uh, Fuego take on FC Tucson. Let me know. I I'm still want to try to work it out so I can get down there. So let's make a thing of it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do away games as well. So uh, feel free to uh, talk to Jared there and make that happen. All right. Well, Sharon, Jared, any final parting words before we close it out tonight? Thank you for everybody for listening and for, uh, um, you know, enjoying our quick interview with Villian. Appreciate everybody. Really appreciate Villian. And and you know what? Final word, Lainey, we got to go get lunch together. 
Uh, with, with every new podcast, it just means we're getting closer and closer and closer to the start of the season, even the preseason. So we appreciate you for listening wherever you may, may hail from. We love your support. Let's keep it going. E- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, one more thing with every podcast get, that's getting close to uh, opening at night. That just means we're getting closer to USL Unsolved Mysteries in 2022, right? Oh, Ooh, yeah. That music that everyone start. misses, that music that I just randomly inserted right now. Yeah, that's right. That one. Did we? <laughs> so that random music reminds me of, did we even mention the word Connor? Oh, no. We oh, we I, did. No. Once. Mentioned I think it you did. At the beginning. Yeah, you we did. heard it earlier. Connor. Well, I... I know I mentioned Connor in regard to the the hot takes uh, competition. So. Oh, yes. So we get to hear the angel on high harp wings, whatever. I've, I've dubbed that sound of angel harp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds there. One last thing on, on my side. Um, if anyone's going to the game on February 4th, Academica playing Oakland Roots, uh, where we'll probably see Formella for the first time with Oakland. I'll actually be going there. It's going to be at Academica's uh, stadium, Academica Field. Uh, It's going to be in Sherlock, California. So if anyone's making the trip out there, let me know. Um, I'll be out there and I'll have a lot of stickers as well. So if you want some stickers, I'll I'll be stocked up on them, at least for the beginning of the game. I might run out. So just be on the lookout for me uh, as early as you can (laughs) to still snag some of the stickers too. So. Great. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to us tonight and for all the support that you always give to our podcast. We really appreciate it and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much. You will be hearing from us next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Jared? (laughs) Uh, Well, I I was kind of giving it to you, Sharon, but uh, I'll I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. I was like, you know, we talk. Okay, so this is funny. The reason why there was that huge pause is we talk about this stuff offline so much that to have Luis ask about this is like, well, we already talked about this. We we already had this long-winded conversation of going to games and, you know, what this and that and the other. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we have to say it again. We have to talk about this again. We need to start recording ourselves off air, too. We'll be like, this is off air. We're going to record ourselves. Uh." (laughs) I know. We really should at some point in time. But blah, 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 blah. Because we already did it. Edit! Oh, no. He's going to edit that out. That is so not... Oh, we know where that's going. <laughs> oh shoot! But when we say edit that out, we know where. You, you, you mean you mean cut it and then paste it somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> I have to always watch myself because I know that Luis <laughs> Luis controls. He's the he's the man behind the curtain. You know he's. <laughs> you just got to be really careful. You got to be careful around that guy. You never know what you say may be used <laughs> as blooper. Yeah. Everyone's favorite bloopers section, uh, or just our randomness section too. Random. It's not blooper. Yeah, sometimes it's just random, random chatter. <laughs> well, thank you so much again to BJ for being on tonight's show. It was really great him catching up to us uh, here. Oh, you know, never mind. <laughs> 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 it's kind of weird when you have to do an outro right after. You've been recording everything else, which that's how we did this episode for everyone listening. So, 